Good morning. Glad you're here. Please pray with me. Oh, gracious Father, we thank you for the blessed occasion of the gathering of your people. Father, we thank you for the promise of your Son that when we gather in his name, he'll be with us. And Father, we, we desire this day that we might worship you in spirit and in truth. We desire that we might humble ourselves under your mighty hand that you might exalt us at the right time. Oh, Father, we desire to make much of the Savior. Bless your people. Feed your sheep. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Brothers and sisters, as, as we often say, nothing new this morning, but something old but something that we must be reminded of again and again and again. And church, listen, I really want our Christianity to work for us. To do what it's supposed to do. To secure peace with God. And to secure peace within. And ultimately peace on earth. Because our King is... Prince of Peace. In the final chapter of Peter's first letter to the churches in Asia Minor, he gives some exhortation to the older saints, elders, some instruction to the younger saints, and then some teaching that he says are for both. Please open your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 5. The first epistle of St. Peter the Apostle to the churches in Asia Minor, chapter 5. And please stand with me for the reading of Holy Scripture. We'll read verses 1 through 7. The Apostle writes, The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, ye younger, Submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him. For he careth for you. May the Lord add His blessing to the reading of Holy Scripture. You may be seated. Well, the bifurcation of verses 6 and 7 into two verses is in for, it's unfortunate. <laughs> unfortunate. Because it divides a sentence and it, it divides an idea. 
You may have memorized 1 Peter 5, 7. But if you look at it in English, it's not even a complete sentence. It's the end of a sentence. And that's why I say the, the division into two verses is unfortunate. The sentence is the two verses together. Verses 6 and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. I think in in this case, the Net Bible does a great job of capturing what Peter's teaching here. It reads, God will exalt you in due time if you humble yourselves under His mighty hand by casting all your cares on Him because He cares for you. You see, when you divide the sentence into two verses, it's easy to miss Peter's idea that we humble ourselves before the Almighty by casting our cares upon Him. Let me state the idea like this. Listen. Do you want to be exalted by God at the right time? Well, if you do, humble yourself before Him by casting all your cares upon Him because He does care for you. Peter's teaching, listen, Peter's teaching is that the best way to humble ourselves before our God is by casting all of our cares upon Him. Listen, brothers and sisters, if we, if we are to make it to the New Jerusalem, one of the things that we must deal with is cares. Peter's Greek here is merimana, meaning cares or anxieties. And listen, it's exactly the same word that Jesus used in Matthew 13 in His parable of the sower when He speaks of the cares of this world that can choke the seed, choke the Word, the Word that's supposed to be growing within us. Saints, listen, dear ones, have you realized, have you realized how little control you really have? Have you realized that? Sister, I'm glad we got a good pathology report back. But but until we had the report back, we didn't know. And it was a cause for care. Some of you are dealing with health issues. And as we all grow older, listen, it will continue. Do you remember Solomon's description of the ravages of aging in Ecclesiastes? In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, he exhorts the young to get right with God early. Listen to this. He writes, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. 
in the days when the keepers of the house shall tremble and the strong men shall bow themselves and the grinders shall cease because they are few and those that look out of the windows shall be darkened do you see what this is? And the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low. And he shall rise up at the voice of a bird. And all the daughters of music shall be brought low. And when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fears shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail because man goeth to his long home and the mourners go about the streets. Or ever the silver cord be loosed or the golden bowl be broken or the pitcher be broken at the fountain or the wheel broken at the cistern, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was and the Spirit shall return to God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, all is vanity. Ecclesiastes 12, 1 through 8. Well, beloved, listen, we're not getting any younger. We're getting older. We don't see as well as we used to see. We don't think as quickly as we used to think. Some of us tremble. We're not as strong as we used to be. In my younger years, I helped some of you move. Some of you I've moved more than once. Some of you I've moved from a third floor apartment building. And and listen, I'm not near as much help as I used to be. If you ask me now, I'll say, I would like to help you. I'll send Elliot. (laughs) Listen... (laughs) This is the end of all flesh, friends. And and the point I want to make sure that you understand is cares will not decrease. Cares will increase. Do you remember what it was like to be carefree? I'm not sure I can remember that far back. I'm looking forward to meeting baby Carolyn. Carolyn. Beloved ones, listen, are you anxious? Are the cares of this life burdensome to you? Listen, when we worry, we are not acknowledging our profound neediness, even helplessness before the Almighty. When we worry, we're not doing that. When we worry, we are not being humble. When we worry, we're self-depending. And listen, that is worrisome because we can't handle it. We cannot handle all that's coming because we're weak. The scriptural humility that the apostle calls for here, listen, listen, it's not negative. It's not a resignation a self-deprecation. It's a transference. Listen, it's an act of will in which we cast our cares upon our Savior. 
what we see is that it's humbling. Our humbling ourselves isn't a negative act. Rather, it's a positive act of dependence upon God for help. It's by humbling ourselves in active dependence upon our Savior that we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. Hebrews 13, 6. True Christian humility involves a recognition and confession. Listen, that we are frail. We are weak. But our God is strong. And He is our God. Our God. My God. Your God. Beloved, listen. Hear some of the most profound theology from the words of one of our greatest English hymns. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong. They are weak. But He is strong. Saints, listen, rather than being a negative thing, this apostolic exhortation to us to humble ourselves is quite positive. We have a loving Father who is welcoming us to come with all our brokenness, our disillusionments, our fears, our concerns, our cares. The great king, David Ben-Jesse, had much to fear. He had much to fear. He was hunted, pursued, hated by the powerful Saul. He was at constant war with the Philistines. His own son turned against him, and his best general betrayed him. But he said, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Psalm 56, verse 3. Saints, listen. Our, our humbling of ourselves exalts our Savior. <laughs> and He lifts up. He exalts those who humble themselves in radical dependence upon Him. James concurs with Peter. And he writes, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. James 4.10 Now listen, this, this word casting from 1 Peter 5.7, it's the Greek eperipto. It's a compound of epi and ripto. Epi means upon like on top of something. And ripto means to throw or to cast with force. Now, the only other instance of this word in the Greek New Testament is in Luke 19, verse 35, where the Bible says, And they brought him to Jesus. This is the, the colt. They brought him to Jesus and they cast their garments on the colt. And they set Jesus thereupon. 
Those Palm Sunday revelers, they took their garments off their shoulders and they cast them upon the colt. They made a garment saddle for the king. Saints, listen, we are not supposed to carry a burden of worry and fretting and anxiety. Are you listening to me? We're not supposed to be doing that. It's too much. It's too much for our human bodies and our nervous systems to take. I'm telling you, you can't handle it. You might be able to handle it for a while. All of us have. But eventually, the body and the mind will begin to break under such constant pressure. Listen, modern medicine confirms that the major source of sickness in the Western Hemisphere is stress and pressure. And saints, the apostolic teaching is that our God does not want us to carry pressures, stresses, anxieties, and worries. Let me put it to you. It is not God's will for you to be stressed out. He expresses His will for you and through His holy apostle says, bring it to me. He wants us to transfer them to Him, to cast them upon Him like a garment. And this is the humility of saints. Listen, this is the humility of saints. A solemn, willful dependence upon our Savior for salvation, for peace, for sanity. Ideas, stresses, pressures, worries, these things, these cares, are they real? Yes, they're real. But they're invisible. I can't see your stress. I can see that you are stressed. I know how to take off my garment to cast it here or to cast it there, but how can I cast an invisible care upon the Savior? How would I do that? Well, friend, listen. You do it by praying. By transferring the care from a human mind to the divine mind. You know that's one of my favorite hymns, Michael. What a friend we have in Jesus. We just sang it. You do it by telling God what's bothering you and asking Him to handle it for you and leaving it with Him. You are care casting when you do that. You're saying, Oh my God, do you see this thing? It's too much for me, but it's not for you. Not for you. Not too much for you. Listen, it's not just Peter and James, our own saint. Paul the Apostle 
to the Gentiles teaches, be careful, that is full of care, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Listen, are you weary? Are you heavy hearted? Tell it to Jesus. Are you grieving over joys departed? Tell it to Jesus alone. Do the tears flow down your cheeks unbidden? Tell it to Jesus. Have you sins that to men's eyes are hidden? Tell it to Jesus alone. Do you fear the gathering clouds of sorrow? Tell it to Jesus. Are you anxious what shall be tomorrow? Tell it to Jesus alone. Are you troubled at the thought of dying? Tell it to Jesus. For Christ's coming kingdom, are you sighing? Tell it to Jesus alone. Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. He is a friend that's well known. You have no other such a friend or brother. Tell it to Jesus alone. The Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, said, listen, listen to this. There is nothing Christ dislikes more than for His people to make show of Him and not to use Him. He loves to be worked. He is a great laborer. He always was for His Father, and now He loves to be a great laborer for His brethren. There are more, the more burdens you put on His shoulders, the better He will love you. Cast your burden on Him. Christian, do not dishonor religion by wearing a brow of care. Come, cast your burden upon the Lord. You are staggering beneath a weight which your father would not feel. What seems to you a crushing burden would be to him, but is the small dust of the balance. O child of suffering, be thou patient. God has not passed over thee. In His providence, He who is feeder of sparrows will also furnish you with what you need. Sit not down in despair. Hope on. Hope ever. Take up the arms of faith against a sea of trouble, and your opposition shall yet end your distresses. There is one who careth for you. His eye is fixed on you. His heart beats with pity for your woe. And His hand is omnipotent and shall yet bring the needed help. The darkest cloud shall scatter itself in showers of mercy. The blackest gloom shall give place to the brightest morning. He, if thou art one of His family will bind up thy wounds and heal thy broken heart. Doubt not His grace because of thy tribulation, but believe that He loveth thee as much in seasons of trouble as in times of happiness. What a serene and quiet life might you lead if you would leave providing to the God of providence. 
With a little oil in the cruise and a handful of meal in the barrel, Elijah outlived the famine. And you will do the same. If God cares for you, why need you care too? Can you trust Him for your soul and not for your body? He has never refused to bear your burdens. He has never fainted under their weight. Come then, soul, have done with fretful care and leave all thy concerns in the hands of a gracious God. I asked you earlier, beloved, are are you aware? (laughs) Are you aware of how little concern or how little control we have over the circumstances of this life? You ain't got much. We can't control the weather. (laughs) I heard them predicting what the temperature is going to be 30 years from now. They can't even, they can't even for one quarter get the interest rate right. You can't, can't control the weather, can't control the economy, can't control what other people say about us or what other people do to us. And listen, listen, (laughs) the heart of our problems most often is the problem of our hearts. You understand? The heart of our problems most often is the problem of our hearts. When we humble ourselves before the Almighty, acknowledging our frailty, our neediness, and His sufficiency, Listen, when we do that, the key of David turns in the lock and cares are cast, burdens are lifted, and a peace that passes all understanding secures, keeps our minds. Hear the word of the Lord from His prophet. This is Isaiah chapter 12. Just listen. And in that day thou shalt say, O Jehovah, I will praise Thee. Though Thou wast angry with me, Thine anger is turned away, and Thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall you say, Praise Jehovah, call upon His name, declare His doings among the people, and make mention that His name is exalted. Sing unto Jehovah, for He hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. The Lord thy God in the midst of me of thee is mighty. So we shall say, I will trust and not be afraid. Listen, friend. King Charles may have been temporarily crowned yesterday in Britain. But our king ascended his throne over two millennia ago. 
And our king sits on the right hand of the majesty on high. And his enemies are being subjected under his footstool. And our king is not only king of kings. He is a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So beloved, seeing we have such a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 4 Verses 14 through 16. Come, let us lift our joyful eyes up to the courts above and smile to see our Father there upon a throne of love. Once t'was a seat of dreadful wrath and shot devouring flame. Our God appeared consuming fire and vengeance was His name. Rich were the drops of Jesus' blood that calmed His frowning face, that sprinkled o'er the burning throne and turned the wrath to grace. Now may we bow before His feet and venture near the Lord. No fiery cherub guards His seat, no double flaming sword. The peaceful gates of heavenly bliss are opened by His Son, High let us raise our notes of praise and reach the Almighty throne. To Thee ten thousand thanks we bring, great Advocate on high, and glory to the Eternal King that lays His fury by. Please stand with me for prayer. Let us pray. O God of my delight, Thy throne of grace is the pleasure ground of my soul. Here I obtain mercy in time of need. Here I see the smile of Thy reconciled face. Here joy pleads the name of Jesus. Here I sharpen the sword of the Spirit, anoint the shield of faith, put on the helmet of salvation, gather manna from Thy Word, Here I am strengthened for each conflict, nerved for the upward race, empowered to conquer every foe. Oh, help me to come to Christ as the fountainhead of descending blessings, as a wide-open floodgate of mercy. I marvel at my insensate folly that With such enriching favors within my reach, I am slow to extend my hand to take them. Oh, have mercy upon my deadness. For thy name's sake, quicken me, Savior. Stir me, fill me with holy zeal. Strengthen me that I may cling to thee and not let go. May thy spirit within draw all blessings from thy hand. When I advance not, I slide back. 
Let me walk humbly and press on my mind the shortness of time, the work to be engaged in, the nearness of eternity. May I never forget that thy eye always sees, thy ear always hears. May I never give thee rest until Christ is the pulse of my heart, the spokesman of my lips, the lamp of my feet. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.